Send it. Hi. Oh, wait. That was way too high. <laughs> it's fine. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Okay, okay. Hi, I'm Rick. And I'm Bjorn. It's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh, Husband's Edition. We are two brothers-in-law who married two women who recently joined the Poshmark app. And now they are constantly telling us about their reselling journey. We'll be sharing our best tips and tricks along the way. And sharing our goals and updating our progress as we turn our homes into Goodwills. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a very special episode of Sisters Who Posh. Today we have two guests joining us. And we might be a little biased, but these are very prestigious guests. They're actually our husbands here with us today. Yes, we've Hi had guys. <laughs> Rick can't wait any longer. <laughs> We're in. We've had it in talks for a while. We've been teasing it for months that we wanted to have an official husband cast episode where we interview them, get their take on what they think about our little side hustle, now full-time hustle. <laughs> Poshmark businesses. Yes, so we'll go over a few questions with them and give them opportunities to tell funny stories about Poshmark as well. Amazing. And all along the way, you'll get the perspective that really matters, I think, you know. So without further ado, (laughs) Bjorn is with us today, my husband, and Rick, Taylor's husband, is here as well. (laughs) We're actually recording in person for the first time ever also, so... Yeah, Very this exciting. is rare, because normally me and Maddie just record the episodes over the phone, so it's kind of fun that we're all hanging in the living room today. Yeah, with the live studio audience, yeah. <laughs> My dog. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into the main event of the episode, we just wanted to take a minute and have our husbands introduce themselves, tell you a little bit about them, and all of that good stuff. So, Rick? Hi everyone, um, I'm Rick, guy with the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's been fun. Um, I really had to, to take a look at myself introspectively and figure out whether or not I could, I could survive with half a closet. And <laughs> I, I figured out that it is possible, but um, it's, it's been a fun journey. Um, we live in Phoenix, Arizona. We've been married for uh, two wonderful years. We've known each other for quite a while longer than that and we've almost been doing Poshmark for half of it so <laughs> a lot of good takeaways I'm sure you'll have for how it's affected our life and um, what your thoughts are on it right right we also have my husband Bjorn here with us Hi. we've been married for a little over a year and we actually met in high school, so we've been together quite a while now. I'm not going to say how old I am, but <laughs> a little ways out of high school. Yeah, but you know, the classic Midwestern love story, meet someone in show choir, right? And then you oh, get married. Yeah. <laughs> but we recently moved to Texas, as you guys know, since I've been telling you about the thrift stores there, which has been a big update for us this year. A lot more options down there. So hopefully good sourcing. Yeah. All right, guys, so uh, this, this next part I'm kind of geeking out a little bit over. Um, it's my favorite segment, and I definitely didn't want to do an episode without being able to introduce it, but here comes the Posh News Update. Each week, Taylor and Maddie bring you the top news headlines of the Poshmark world. Take it away, girls. <laughs> wow, <laughs> without further ado. <laughs> 
All right, this week's Posh News update is they are bringing back the like Posh and Sip, Posh and Coffee events through the Poshmark app. In person? That's what it looks like. Oh my goodness. So do you want to give our listeners a little background of what these events are and kind of Yes, for the listeners and for our husbands. Yes. Posh and Sips were networking events where different resellers on Poshmark, you could sign up to host a Posh and Sip, which is where you would meet up at a coffee shop with different Poshmark users in your area and just get to meet other people that are doing the same thing as you and kind of learn what works for them and get to meet people. And unfortunately, due to the pandemic, they were only happening virtually for a while, which as we all know, not as fun, not the vibes. Um, And unfortunately, Maddie and I have only been on Poshmark for one year, so we have never gotten to go to an in-life, in-person Posh and Sip. So this is huge news for us. Yeah, we're super excited. We'll definitely be checking these out. Um, I think if you go into the app, you can just select find an event and kind of put in your area and see the events that are near you to meet up with other like resellers in your area. I know we've talked about before, um, we love like going sourcing together with our other sisters. It's so fun to just like talk about Poshmark, obviously, since we have a podcast about it. So we're really excited to meet other people that also are just like super excited about Poshmark and kind of- Those would be our people Connect with them, yeah. (laughs) Now the the question that I'm interested in knowing and learning about as you two go to these things is obviously you won't be talking shop the whole time, but that's what connects the group. I mean, obviously, there will be talking about Poshmark, but I'll be curious if the people, as you meet people in Phoenix, we meet people in Texas, whether or not people are a little secretive about, oh, these are the best sourcing spots. <laughs> that I, you know, it's kind of the trade secrets aspect of it. Yes. Obviously, you want to earn trust. You want to <laughs> Proprietor do help, secrets. You know, people help people, right? But I'm curious to see kind of that balance play out. Mm, Obviously, yeah. I think people are going to be I think it'd be mostly. nice to meet people that have that same common ground, like you said. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just thinking for myself now that I'm full-time, because, like, definitely what I miss the most about my job is, like, my coworkers, like, getting to talk to people during the day. Yeah. So I feel like if I could have a posh and sip on the calendar and go meet some people, first I'd be a little nervous, but then I would be excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Okay. So that brings us to our next segment, which is our Q&A. Every week we look to you guys we get a listener question that we answer on the podcast well we were just starting out our q a to kind of get the ball rolling a little behind the scenes here but our cousin shelby she also has a poshmark closet now and she's been super supportive listener of our podcast every week and she's always one to send us a question if we're if we're looking for a new question so we thought it was only fitting for the husband cast that her husband mike ask us a question this week kind of just keep the tradition alive and keep the theme of the episode going strong yeah all right Bjorn you want to read it I'll give it a shot I think basically what Mike's question boiled down to and it's a good one too just in general not only from the husband's perspective but from your perspective he'd asked when someone gives you a negative review not only you know emotionally maybe that's kind of a hit but more from the economic side of it from like the technical Poshmark side of it how does a negative review affect how your clothes get out on Poshmark if it does at all or how your marketability of the closet changes mm, with like a the downside review. of getting a bad review yeah, yeah. so I think there's like two different layers of a bad review one is just like the the you know 
two stars and kind of a sassy comment, which kind of is a ding to your ego. But then also if the item is like very much different than what the person was expecting, they can open a case against you. And then it kind of goes to Poshmark. They become the mediator of the situation. And sometimes they have you send additional pictures of like what was maybe wrong with the item or different. And they'll kind of decide what ends up happening who gets the money who gets the item and i think those especially can be really frustrating um that's where my mind went to i'm like of course when we first started you know not to brag but we were getting all basically five star reviews so i can just remember the first time yeah even getting like a three star review instead of a five star review i was like what do they hate me like (laughs) so upsetting um really taking it personally but i think the longer you know, we're, we make multiple sales a week now, um, and for the most part, we still get all five-star reviews here and there. You know, you're never going to be able to please everyone, yeah. and sometimes they give you, like we've said before, they give you four stars instead of five stars and no comment as to why, so just not taking not that a personal, lot of feedback. <laughs> and it just kind of comes with the territory. There's always going to be people that are not happy with an item. I think yeah. we're both more concerned with actually having a case opened against you, which we have both had before. If like some, sometimes you sell something and maybe we didn't realize it had a flaw, like we're checking it the best we can, but maybe we missed something. And I think if you have a certain number of cases against you, then you could get in trouble with actual Poshmark and that could be a really, like they could maybe take down your account if you were selling items that weren't as described, if it got really bad. Otherwise, the buyers can see the reviews you've received in the past. So if you've gotten a lot of like two star, three star reviews, they can see that and maybe it'll deter them from buying from you. So I think both are not great. (laughs) Yeah, both don't help, but it also does just come with the territory sometimes. Yeah, But it is important to do like your due diligence and make sure you are like checking the items and you're not doing anything shady and like sending something out knowing that it's not as described. I think it's important when you're like photographing the items, making sure if you're filtering the image that it's not like messing with the colors of the image where people think that yeah they're getting a pink shirt and it's actually like really red in person or something like that. Yeah. You want it to be accurate. But as long as you're doing all of that, I know in the Poshmark email it sends you when you do get the case open, they're like, we know this happens sometimes. So unless yeah. you're getting like case after case after I remember case. the day you got your first bad review and you yeah. were just like, what? <laughs> what, did, what did I do? And yeah. you, you really took it, took it to heart. But I, I think like you said, that comes with the territory. And you just have to let them roll off your sleeve after a while. As long as you know you're doing your best, Mm -hmm. you can't please everybody. And sometimes there's just a little break in communication. But um, I think think it comes with the territory. But your first few are always going to be the hardest. They burn a little. A little deep. No, I was going to say, just to bring up uh, not like a super specific example, but the one that I at least remember that was always made me laugh, I think it was some comment about the smell of the clothing. And (laughs) to me that was funny because you do a good job of storing the clothes and like making yeah. sure it, there would be no reason why it would smell weird or whatever but it was something food related and i'm thinking like did we eat that this week like, <laughs> yeah, yeah was that even a real thing that, that was just a funny one to go through of like yeah everything's so sub like is it subjective yes. yeah yeah everything's so subjective where it's like one person could just have a sensitive nose i guess <laughs> exactly yeah it smells if like you, what if you spray it with febreze they'll say it smells like febreze They're like too this much. smells like too perfumey <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah kind of both change our strategy too even if we do have a case opened i think 
early on, it was our, it's kind of your instinct when you get a case open to defend yourself and like write a whole paragraph being like, defend your I, I showed this in image number three. You can see that there was a small stag, tag. Yeah. I put in the description that it was there. Like I wasn't trying to hide anything. Da, 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 da. But I heard, watched a YouTube video from someone else on Poshmark and they kind of said it best that they're like, okay, when you're on Poshmark, 20% of your earnings go to Poshmark. And kind of think of that as like you're paying them to handle your customer service. Mm. So if you do need to chime in on the case, maybe it'd be just like one sentence long of like a fact or something. But for the most part, if I do get a case, I honestly don't even say anything at this point. I kind of just let Poshmark yeah. sort it out. they'll review it objectively. And they'll, yeah, yeah, they'll make the best decision. And sometimes Poshmark, I think, and this is a not proven tip, but in my experience, if there's a case and you don't say anything, I've had it more often than not where Poshmark will... Make resolve everyone it. whole. Yeah, they'll fav- they'll solve it like favorably for everyone. We're like, they get their refund. You still get your earnings, and like, it's just kind of a wash. It's definitely so. not in their interest to like screw over either side of that. Yeah, yeah. they need the customers and they need the sellers. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm thinking back to my first case against me. I like knee jerk reaction was super defensive, and it it got a little like snippy in the comments for no reason. Where yeah. now I feel like yeah, I don't respond unless it's like super urgent for me to say anything and they've been a lot more favorable in my like side yeah totally agree i did the exact same thing (laughs) you just turn a little salty on accident so you got to be careful of that and it's not worth it and you give them the 20 percent of the money to handle that so yeah awesome great question mike (laughs) thank you so much way to go mikey (laughs) this episode of sisters who posh husband edition is brought to you by anchor If you haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download for free the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, so let's dive into the questions. So our first question for the husbands is pretty general. Just what do you think about reselling? Kind of take us through this last year for you guys. Yeah, have you like heard about reselling before this? Well, for me, this is my first uh, my first go around with the whole process. I had never heard of it really before until Taylor started doing it. Um, but I've, I'm a big fan. It's, it's been a lot of fun to watch her kind of progress through how she's decided to go about structuring her, her, her side hustle here that's now turned into her main hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been a lot of fun to watch. I've, I've never seen her more happy in life, and it looks a lot of fun. Honestly, I'm jealous. I, am, I have my 9 to 5 I do every day. and. <laughs> Maybe Shop Taylor J will grow big enough where you can also go full time. Yeah. You can be the employee. Full time package delivery guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could always use help with the shipping around. Yeah. Here. Yeah, That's I think awesome. I think the coolest thing, I mean, obviously you hear about selling things online. I mean, eBay was kind of the original start of that, but that was always not a very fashionable thing. It wasn't, you know, it was kind of you thought maybe like an old man collecting antiques in his garage selling something on ebay and that's certainly not what poshmark is i mean it's really kind of made it a fashionable trendy thing not just because it's about clothing but also the social media aspect of it and obviously youtube really played into that which is which is really cool yeah we're really cool 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you both have closet-specific Instagrams, so that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. And I mean, after watching a full season of Girl Boss, <laughs> Taylor's made me watch that whole thing. Now, I mean, it was it was good. I, I have a new appreciation for the hustle. I do. Five stars. <laughs> we have a full episode on the Girl Boss series, so if you haven't listened to that yet, definitely check it out. Rick As approves. Rick, Rick approves <laughs> for sure. Awesome. So, another question for you guys: Have you helped with any of the reselling tasks before? In other episodes, we've talked about. The shipping, the packaging, the steaming, the Any actual aspects. sourcing. What kind of what have you seen of the business? Well, maybe what we should do is walk through kind of the life cycle, and then we can both say like, "Oh, have I helped?" So, like for instance, sourcing. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I tried to help with sourcing. Oh, why are you trying to pretend you didn't help? You did. You sourced. <laughs> hey, look, I tried to get in from the perspective of a guy. It didn't work out well, you know. Had a couple Lakers things, thought, you know, LeBron and the Lakers might be hot. That stuff did not sell. No, they sold. The, the profit was not as yeah. big as we were hoping for. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of It happens that. to the best of us. Not every item you source can be a total score. You think you know the trends and you just don't. <laughs> Have you ever helped with sourcing, Ray? No, I've been along on a couple of the trips, though. Um, really, it the, our first trip, uh, Taylor had found a, a dress for a $90 dress that she, she bought for $4. So right away... I thought every trip was going to be like that. I'm like, okay, where's the next $90 item? Where is this? <laughs> We're working on that too. That's just, that's our struggle every day, finding yeah. the good items. But I've been more more involved uh, on the home front, uh, taking pictures. I know we, we used to live in an apartment complex, and um, a bunch of the first uh, pictures Taylor put oh. up on her on her Poshmark were. Uh, no, yeah, when we when we first when I first started my Poshmark, my original idea because when I was on furlough from work. Um, my original idea was I was just selling clothes in my own closet and I was like taking pictures of myself with like our actual camera, yeah. like modeling them. And yeah, I'd make Rick, we would walk like out of our apartment around the corner. There's like an empty brick wall. and that's- Mind you though, it's past a barbed wire fence that has no trespassing. <laughs> so the entire, oh time, my gosh. the entire time I'm trying to be artsy. Rick was stressed. <laughs> I'm looking over my shoulder for the, the, uh, the hired security to come over and tackle me, you know? It, it yeah. never ended up happening. There were some great pictures. Oh, you yeah. always were like, isn't there any other like brick wall that would work? And I'm like, no. This one no, is like no, the no. perfect shade of a light pink brick yeah. wall. Not only it, the wasn't color. Only, it was the only pink brick wall in town we could find. Very but also cool. that sense of danger, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, if they <laughs> say something to us, we can just leave. They're not going to, like, cuff you. <laughs> Rick's a rule follower. What can we what say? Can yeah, we I'm say? a rule follower. <laughs> but I think, I would imagine, though, I haven't been a part of many pictures due to my lack of photography skills, but I would say we both have been involved in shipping, for oh, sure. we have, we have. That is something that has been delegated, and we've been trusted with the shipping process. Now, the selecting clothes out of the piles task that's tough pulling inventory is challenging but but once we have the piece i think i'm really good at putting the stickers on yeah you know really good at folding really good at that they really get the full good presentation yeah yeah taylor gives me at least a solid three tries before she gets frustrated though she's like go go grab the blue jeans that are a little frayed on the edge like okay i come back with like five pairs of blue jeans (laughs) none of them are frayed Sometimes they're shorts, you know. I don't know they're not the right brand. Yeah. Close enough. Uh, that's yeah. Funny. Yeah, I feel like Bjorn has um, really benefited from me simplifying my shipping process. As you guys 
may know I used to really like the free supplies from the post office, which just involved a lot more steps. And then when you're trying to delegate the steps, it makes it a little more confusing. But now that we have those awesome, like, printer yeah, machines where you just, like, print it off, stick it on, sticker optional. Really keeps easier. it simple. Yep. Then you don't have to mess around with, like, the sleeve from USPS yeah. or, like, <laughs> cutting down the printer paper. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I know. I'm like, what other parts of it have you helped with? Yeah, measuring was a journey for me because I didn't, <laughs> other than when I got fitted for the tux for our wedding, I've really never heard all these, uh, all the different measurement terms, mm. inseam, side seam. But I almost have a level of appreciation seam. for someone willing to buy, you know, some jeans online that really wants to go through the motions of like, look, I have this size waist, this size inseam, I need to get exactly what I want. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, you two are do a good job of like giving that information out. But I'm always impressed with like, I feel like I would just buy it. And yeah. then and I can always rest. send it back, right? No, not Poshmark. But. Yeah, I'm the kind of guy <laughs> yeah. who, when he's shopping at the store, I'll grab like 10 different things just because I know I didn't grab the right size. And then I'm just trying them on in the mm. mirror. So get, getting the exact measurements and knowing what your size is a really valuable tool. Yeah. Measurements are kind of important on Poshmark because like you never know if something's shrunk in the wash because mm-hmm. it is secondhand. So, or like vintage, the sizes are like way all over way the place. Way different than nowadays, <laughs> it seems like. Yeah. All right. So. Now we are going to kind of put you guys to the test. How well are you actually listening when we tell you about our sales and what we source? Um, So what are some of the top brands or items that we've sold in our Poshmark closets? Rick, you want this one? This one's easy for me because it's uh, just this last week. Um, Taylor found... Okay, I can't name the brand. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do a great start. Describe it for us. It did sound Italian. Oh, (laughs) I know. Like an Italian designer. Oh, Armani, Armani, right? No. (laughs) Yeah, my my guess here, well, other than that $90 dress from one of the few times I did go sourcing, um, she just recently came back with a designer purse Mm -hmm. uh, listed at around $400 that she um, picked up for four bucks. Yeah. Before coupon. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know I'm on their rewards program. Oh, you know I'm on that AZ Goodwills of AZ. Yeah. Not gonna lie, when I got home and she told me that we did a little dance, that was that was a good day. I know. It's been stressful because people keep adding it to their bundle. Yeah. But then no one's pulled the trigger yet, and it's just so exciting when I'm like, oh, they added Someday. it to their shopping cart. This Somebody is it. will. But yeah, that's my best item. It was Christian Louboutin was the brand. But yeah, what other brands do you think we're on the lookout for normally? Well, I think for us, it's at least the ones for that us, I hear about. For us, it's my posh mark. <laughs> no, he was sourcing Whoa. it one time. Husband's who posh. Okay, uh, okay. The the ones that sell for you most frequently are the Madewell jeans. Yeah. Would be the top ones, especially where we lived in Chicago. We could find those sourced. We could. Um, I want to be included here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. I'm jealous. Um, and then I would say other big ones are like Free People and Anthropology are the two like, main brands. I don't know any items from those. Couldn't pick them out of the closet. But <laughs> Are we talking big ticket items or just like... That, that for was more volume. Any. You okay, you volume. had the good like but those, yeah, yeah. single item. Those... It, it, then I like to rephrase my answer. Anything jeggings. Oh. Yes. <laughs> American Eagle <laughs> jeggings. Yeah, that's... I know. We started to go that's away from that. That's almost implied. That is a correct answer though. Hey. <laughs> we will accept Madewell, Anthropology for People, and American Eagle Jagged. That's like the top four I'd say we're on the lookout for. So 
great work, guys. Next question. What are our favorite places to thrift? Well, you want to take this one, Bjorn? Goodwills of AZ. <laughs> That's for we'll Taylor. accept that. Uh, no, I will say the new place, so we've had to find different thrift stores in Dallas, and that, um, I think the Plato's Closet has been the main ding, one. Ding, 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 ding. Correct. If I remember correctly. <laughs> I'd say Goodwill's a staple, and uh, yep. Plato's Closet's the dessert. You guys... <laughs> sometimes it's terrible sometimes you, you don't like the dessert other times it's the best thing you've ever had so that's that's how i feel about plato's closet wow. Couldn't have said poetic it now answer. can we ask you the question of where do the goodwill bins line up in the stack i think you like them for the novelty but i'm Love not sure for the they... cheapness yeah um for the price tag because it's you pay per pound at the goodwill bins mm-hmm. and we literally had the full full like heaping shopping cart and it was like 30 bucks yeah <laughs> like you can't beat that but we haven't been to the we don't go to the bins very often that's yeah. not our, our normal schedule so I it think ranks it's, pretty low for us yeah 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 i feel like going to the bins is like an episode of survivor you could win a million <laughs> bucks but you have to go through a few trials exactly you can be voted <laughs> off exactly you don't follow the rules yeah yep. <laughs> so that we're two for two you're nailing, it. You're, okay. nailing. Yeah. you're nailing you're nailing this nailing. great work great work okay uh, we, we should uh, the questions get harder as we go though, uh, so yeah. don't get we too should, building our confidence. we should have um and you guys could edit this in like a mini game show where it's like you and i try to answer and we keep a tally like first one to three Ooh. <laughs> that'd be oh. that'd be a fun little segment like we'd be like and here's the well we can do that with one of our next questions one of the next actually. questions this can be you guys can face off you yeah, could, you could put it can be like a speed round. Yeah, yeah. I love that you love the sound effects. <laughs> we can we can do that one next. Cause so do I. Okay, so for our next part of the quiz here, this one we're gonna have you guys face off against each other. I know when we first started our podcast, you guys were really just dedicated fans, supporting us, listening to every minute of every episode, just glowing with pride. But it's not to call you out, but it seems like maybe the listenership has dropped off from you two in the recent <laughs> months. So we thought it would be fun to say the first person that could name three of our episode titles. Wait, season two episode from titles. From the newest season. Or any. If it gets... All right, take a second to think about it, and then we'll begin. This is a hard one. I'm just as bad with songs on the radio. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> let, let alone niche sourcing podcast you know what i mean <laughs> <I know. laughs> I know. um we already talked about one earlier while we've been recording okay i think um one okay do these have to be verbatim or no. can they be kind of paraphrased so Paraphrase. i think my first answer would be our top tips and tricks just in general <laughs> yeah. i think that is an episode <laughs> yeah i can't phrase it we'll all get right. back all right i got one best and worst flips yep best yeah. and worst sales one. was one okay um oh. super secret posh strategies yes, yes. Hey, is the one year recap out yet it will be up when this yes. is <laughs> two for two this is good um is there one that's like uh, this might be season one though best like packaging that season, season one oh, doesn't count. We're Whatever. tied at two to two. We're tied at two to two. <laughs> the next person out. that gets one of the titles will be the winner of this challenge. This is tough. If you can do, do a, I can I do, can a, do hint. a hint. Okay, Maddie will give a hint. If, how, about, how about best brands? 
No. No. Dang. Okay. How I'm... to handle bad feedback? No. Good idea. Though. Good idea. Upcoming <laughs> in season three. Okay. We're just using this to brainstorm yeah. the episode ideas. <laughs> We're running low. I'm gonna give you a hint, and whoever can say oh. it first. Wait. Do you know? Wait, like, is the one is the one where Macy's on one? Does that count? Yeah. But what did we talk oh, about? What do you Three talk sisters about? Three sisters supash. Yeah. No. Oh no. She's that for... was gonna be the hint. <laughs> I have another one too. You don't remember the one that Macy was on? Brand new, brought uh, brand new Poshmarker's journey. <laughs> that was kind of season one. That was season, season one. one. <laughs> okay, another one would be about a TV show. Oh, girl boss, reveal. Oh, Beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Nice work. <laughs> the one with Macy was the bins. Oh. The bins. Okay. Fair All right, now this next one. Tough. You'll only know if you were listening to season two. So good luck. Good luck, boys. <laughs> um, okay, so in season two, we have started doing segments of the podcast. Oh yeah. Can you name the different segments of the Sisters Who Post episodes? Poshmark News Alert. Yeah. Good. That's the only one that nice. I, uh, uh, how about goals update? Yes. Nailed it. Um, well, the intro counts as its own segment. Because, I mean, sure. iconic. <laughs> Half point. Half point. <laughs> not technically wrong, but yeah. not what we're really looking for. There's for sure one more. Oh, um, mailbag. Kind yeah. of. So, we don't call it that, yeah, but maybe mailbag. we will start. That's right. Yeah. We have an email. Mail time, mail Oh, by the way, now time. we can do this. Yes, we do a question and answer. Yeah, the question listener. and answer. Q&A. Oh, we do have one new, one other segment at the well, very be. beginning of the episodes. Not the intro, though. I don't know. How'd your weekend go? Correct. Correct. Right, I think I heard. I think I saw you melt it. <laughs> I might have gave that one away, so don't be too impressed. Okay, honestly, we're doing pretty good, though. Can we just, like, yeah. take some time to... You yeah, I'm it. very impressed. Like, wow, this I is supposed guys... to be a stumper, and... Yeah, I no. think you guys listen more than we thought, so... Most of the time I'm listening, it's when I'm trying to keep our dog from being loud in the background. True. Like, even if you guys don't listen to the edited version, the edited versions, you guys are always there when we're recording them, usually. Now, I, I, I did used to listen a lot more um, steadily when I had my, my commute. That has, that has definitely True. impacted my listenership. Too short of a drive to listen. My drive to work is currently seven minutes, so it would take roughly, <laughs> roughly So he's still week, working his way work. through season one. Yeah. <laughs> takes him a week it's to gotta, get through one Gotta episode. remember. God, what did Maddie say on the last thing? Uh, but I am usually just around the corner when, when, Taylor's, when yeah. Taylor's, um, Taylor and Maddie are going after the episode. Yeah. Now, what are the, can, can we get into this subject real quick? What are the restrictions placed on you, Rick, when they're recording? Are there okay. any restrictions? Yeah. Like okay. what you can and can't do During around the House? During season one, I was trying to cook dinner, and uh, you should never move around baking sheets most of the time. <laughs> we have a studio apartment with no walls, so we're like practically also in the kitchen, and you're like... <laughs> yeah, cans of soda opening, doors shutting, Charlie panting in the background. He's a pug. He's very loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, very hard to get it quiet on the set. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, I'd say, l- luckily now, we have the dedicated office slash posh business center and that has a closed door policy when when she's recording so that i think that's helped a lot yeah back in the chicago apartment days probably was a little more you know call of duty with headphones on gotta be quiet 
No big reactions. No big, yeah, headshot reactions. Or yeah. yeah. No, no bueno. In the studio apartment, you, the, the mic would pick up if your stomach was growling. That's how, that's how that's what area was. My stomach's been growling during this episode. Did you say that? I'm no, perfect. we haven't heard it. We haven't heard it. <laughs> oh, no. All right, so you guys nailed our quiz. Those were all the questions we had prepared. Great work. I'm impressed. Keep up the great work, guys. We really appreciate your help with the shipping true all well, you guys saying, do so that just reminded me because i'm going to be in wisconsin for a few weeks coming up i'm so. really going to be put to the test here true the shipping <laughs> department might need a day of training <laughs> yes <laughs> he signed off he's the shadow for one day and then we're gonna have some um some, some two-point verification methods like i have to verbally say what i'm grabbing and send photo evidence i think that's gonna be i think right. the first few sessions will happen over facetime yes i don't want anyone getting the wrong item that'll be helpful not that i don't trust you <laughs> it is it is quite the daunting uh, amount of inventory you've built up though it's gonna be hard I know. And, I, and i would say though the jeans have got to be the hardest thing yeah pull. yeah like that, like it's not like rick and i could find a yellow top if we need to it's the when all of the blue mm. jeans are in there, it's hard. Now I don't want to speak for for all males out there, but it's kind of like how guys and girls see color differently. Like I know the primary colors and <laughs> yeah. maybe a couple other ones like cor- coral and and um, but like just start naming a couple colors that you, you know that I wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Magenta. Rick, Rick's a big color wheel guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're sticking Roy G. Biv. Yeah. 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 Keep it simple. Yeah, so any other like funny stories, anecdotes come to mind when it comes to reselling? Oh, well, there's the one funny story of like, I guess we had to kind of separate the sourcing thing as, as far as being like a business and a side hustle, that thing, from being a lifestyle. You know, that was something that yeah. Maddie and I kind of had to figure <laughs> out early on. Not that you, I mean, you can really find, you know, nice new with tags, clothing at stores, at, at sourcing bins and things like that. But, you know, there was at one point in time where Maddie looked at me very seriously and said, basically, that I would get all of my future wardrobe from Goodwill. <laughs> that, was, that was going to be our You're future. Like, and, hey, I'm like, not quite on board for that. I, I'll definitely pick some things out. But, you know, it was very serious of, like, we're going to check there first for any item you need. Do not buy anything you new You were looking yet. for just, like, new socks. Very basic <laughs> items, like, new socks and a couple black shirts. And I was like... Okay, I'll go Don't to worry. Goodwill tomorrow. Yeah. And you're like, can I just go to Kohl's? Like, <laughs> I really like the gold toe so, socks. Maddie's like, now we only shop at Goodwill. <laughs> so once we kind of had those boundaries, <laughs> things have gone a lot more smooth. Yes, I think. yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Um, well, we had a few little ish- things that we had to work out. Um, when my inventory was growing in our one-bedroom apartment, like, what was your take on like some of the storage setup we had going over there especially when it comes to the stairs well when we were already sharing a closet to begin with and then we have to move some inventory in it that, that became a little challenging <laughs> but um yeah think think yourself in a studio apartment you're trying to wiggle yourself down some narrow stairs as it is and then you have two to three racks of clothing that you have to also get by it was like living in a maze and, and was there a bunch of a railing on that stair yeah, there was. Yeah, there was a wall there, yeah. too. But, or yeah. you could grab the rack of clothing. And yeah, yeah, just hang on. It literally yeah. blocked half the stairs off. But we were short on space. Yeah. A lot of the, the under-the-bed bins were, I think, the main... Mm. Yeah. That was oh, a yeah. great strategy. That space was well-utilized in both yeah. of our apartments. That's, like, your preferred strategy? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Most people don't use that space um, routinely, so, I mean, that's... that's well, certainly great... not organized. Yeah. You know? 
And I, like I really like Maddie's um, trick that she did by uh, putting inventory in, in suitcases that she wasn't using for travel at the time. That's I <laughs> forgot about that. You have to be creative living in the city in yep. Pontiac, you do. Definitely. Yeah. We, we've always, you know, grown to appreciate being able to check extra bags on certain airlines and things like that. Because, you know, when we traveled to Phoenix to see you guys, Maddie will pack a bag normally, carry on, and then throw that bag in a bigger bag that's empty <laughs> just like a nesting doll situation so that we can source here with the bins we gotta have flexibility we don't know what we're gonna find yeah, yeah. phoenix has like 20 goodwills and we're trying to hit them all this week yeah just <laughs> three a day for 10 days <laughs> one funny thing too that we had to get used to was because when you make a sale any sale it's and you get that money right away and especially when you can put it in your bank account it's like oh my gosh i just like made 20 dollars it's so like this is amazing and we would always, Maddie and I, would get so excited and they'd be like, well, let's do something fun. Let's go get a coffee down the street. And it's like we walk down, you know, Chicago Street and go get coffee. And it's like $10 for the both of us to get coffee. And we just ate into half our profit. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it became really bad where it's like that was like our routine for the first while. And then we realized that we're not really saving money anymore <laughs> yeah but it was fun, it was fun. <laughs> but it's affording the coffee habit yeah to start. yeah i suppose you know because probably would have gotten some She's of those coffees gonna... anyway that's exactly what i'm saying so yeah. we're worthy celebration at the time you had to get that initial momentum that yeah. excitement going yeah we've done, we've done that before too whenever there's a, a few big sales we'll go up for dinner and be like oh this this was all free oh yeah, yeah. yeah. we always do that whenever we're like buying anything like we'll be checking out and then I'll go into my Poshmark app and look at like my balance that I could transfer over and I'm like, oh, I just transferred over this. So yeah. it's already covered. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like using like the cash in your wallet. Like it doesn't hit your bank. Yeah. Not, like same feeling where it's like, oh, this isn't coming from like our other. Or if you have to Venmo someone and you already have a Venmo balance. Like, yeah. In Venmo and you're like, pretty much it was off books. Right. Like, <laughs> won't even remember it. Exactly. Yeah. The dynamic has shifted with, with us though now where, um, where Posh is Tay's main income. Um, now it's just kind of we're, we're treating it back like like it used to be where we're just going out to dinner and keeping track of our finances low key but it's it's no more freebies like it used to be when it was just true i used to use it. it as an excuse for like oh i'm buying this but like my posh money so like isn't it, <laughs> isn't it fun though to look at the checking account now especially for you and it's like oh my gosh i'm getting a paycheck like every day now yeah maddie and i transfer over our balance like basically whenever we think of it so yeah. it's like yeah if you look at our checking account a lot more green <laughs> transactions maybe they're smaller chunks but yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, well, thank you for answering all our questions here today, guys. We really appreciate you joining us on the podcast. This was a really fun episode to record with all of us together. If you have a significant other who, you know, maybe doesn't understand your Poshmark that you're getting started, maybe send them to this episode. They can get some advice from, yeah. from the front lines. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So we decided this week we're not going to do our goals update like normal. This is kind of a special episode, um, but we'll be back next week, and then we will be letting you know where we ended May and setting our goals for June. Right now we're recording this on May 31st, so we each still have a glimmer of hope of crossing the finish line to our goals for May. A couple more offers going out today. Maddie's getting really close, so. Yeah, I woke up to two sales this morning, so I'm having a great day. Woohoo! <laughs> other than that if you have any questions or have any feedback for us please send us an, a dm on our instagram sisters who posh or email us at sisters who posh at gmail.com 
Also, if you've enjoyed today's episode, we would really appreciate it if you would give us five stars and leave us a review. It helps other listeners find our podcast. So we will talk to you guys next week. Love you, everyone. <laughs> love you, too. We always say love you at the end. Yeah, you guys so have to say love you, too. You guys too. have to say it, too. Love you, love everyone. You guys. Love you, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Can, we can go out, eat some lunch, brainstorm for anything we might want to do. This doesn't have to be the end of Rick the is loving sure. this. Okay, he wants Rick's, to be on. Can I be on the <laughs> episode? Sisters and one Rick husband. Rick did not realize how much he would crush them.